What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the My Sisters Glow podcast, a safe space for women to grow in faith and motherhood through sisterhood. I'm your host, Emace. Y'all, last week we dropped part one of Rochelle's interview for the Faith in Action series. I don't know about y'all, but my edges are still snatched, okay? I mean, still snatched. Like, that's why I had to divide it up, y'all, because it was so much in this one interview. Anyway, y'all, I hope you enjoy part one because today is part two. Again, don't forget to email your questions or your requests for the podcast at Elisha at org. Hope you enjoy. about your personal life and just being a mom and being a wife um try just transitioning so what kind of not transitioning including this aspect of it right Mm -hmm. let me just say if you're listening to this and you were in the mental health field you didn't fall into this field because you know you wanted to make money you wanted to be a billionaire nah do that no like most of us who are in this field um that something happened that inspired us or pushed us towards this and and so far you know well I'll, I'll just share a little bit about this y'all like originally when my mother went back to school to further her education she was not it was not her intention to be a therapist um but she pivoted and so we're talking about faith into action even and a lot of us as mothers we aspire to have businesses we aspire to go back to school and get certifications or um degrees and everything and for me if i'm being transparent for a while my degrees i just needed those degrees to prove that i could do it being a mom and it wasn't until i started my grad program that i'm like okay i gotta actually do something with these degrees you know like Mm-hmm. I gotta actually use them you know what I'm saying like what do I want to do with them like I obviously can go to school with kids and tell but what am I going to do so what what landed you in the mental health field and and then ultimately opening your own practice like what where was God in your faith in all of this well I I like you said I initially did not go back to school to be a therapist I was going in the criminal justice field and was potentially looking at becoming a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was in, I was at Delta taking these criminal justice courses, but in the midst of taking um, criminal justice, you had to do, I think it was maybe two counseling courses at the time. Okay. And I remember being in this counseling course and I suddenly felt like I was so alive. Wow. More alive than any other area of my life that I had felt at that moment. 
And, and I was eager to learn, like, it was almost like I was so thirsty for mm-hmm. the information that I was being taught. And there would, became this draw. And again, didn't know this at the time, but God was setting this thing up so perfectly mm-hmm. that there became this draw, not just, oh my God, I'm so interested, but in my spirit, there became this draw for me to this counseling realm. So I finished up criminal justice and I can remember coming home and always talking to my husband about, oh my God, these classes are blowing my mind. And I just wanted to know more and more and more. And after I finished Dell Tech, when I went to William U for my bachelor's degree, I did behavioral science. Okay. Because behavioral science encompasses kind of a little bit of all of it together, the, the, the criminal justice side, as well as the psychology and all of that. And so it was when I, I, I at this point, I knew I wanted to be a probation officer, a juvenile probation officer. I had met a lady. She had, I was like, man, I could do what she does. I, I could uh-huh. definitely do that. In landing that job as becoming a juvenile probation officer, I met Katrina Hines. Okay. And again, hindsight being what it is, that was a God moment for me. God connection, yeah. It was a God connection because um, when I met Katrina, she was a woman of God. Of course, I was a woman of God, but she poured some things into me. And one day in just sitting and talking, she was like, Michelle, what do you want to do beyond this? And she was like, you would make an awesome therapist. By that time, I had already made up my mind. I wanted to go back. Um, I just didn't know when. Okay. And Katrina pushed and pushed and pushed until I went back and she supported me through the process. And then of course, when I get in those courses, I, again, I become so alive. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. It's a, you know how as a, as a mom, we carry our babies. And it's like for the first few months, you know you pregnant, but you don't really feel nothing. But when that baby gets to a point where you can feel those kicks, yep. that's yep. what I felt when I started coming into the counseling round. Wow. So it's like my baby was kicking. My baby was, you know, and when I got to the end, my baby was ready to be birthed out. So in the process of the three years of my program, um, I researched to find out what I would do. And Dr. Julius Mullen said to me, Rochelle, don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't make money in this field. I remember that. It's out there to be made. You just got to get the right connections. And of course he pushed and pushed, but I always knew I wanted to work for myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be punching somebody else's time clock all the time. And so um, that's when I knew I wanted to have a private practice. And of course, back then, my my dream was about, you know, having it, um, having an office kind of on my own property next to my house. So I wouldn't have too far to go. And but that quickly changed, you know, you get into the field, you learn a little bit more. You're like, yeah, no, not going to do that. <laughs> but I, I literally <laughs> felt like when I connected in the, in the counseling with school and with the professors and with my, my cohort of classmates, I felt like my baby was kicking. Every time I have conversation, oh, wow. I felt like my baby. And the thing is, is this is how I knew this is what I was created to do because my baby hasn't stopped kicking. 
Wow. There's a scripture in the, and or there's a, y'all know on the show, look it up yourself. Cause I don't want to butcher the scripture, but God knows my heart. I'm, I'm really trying y'all. I'm really, really trying, but you know, I, I'm human and I make mistakes, but I want to say, I think God forgive me if this is wrong. Wow. I want to say that I believe it was Mary and her cousin. Was it Mary and Elizabeth were pregnant? Mm -hmm. Okay, look look at God. Look at, wait, wait, wait. All right, I'm going to put it out there. You can write that. Mary and Elizabeth were pregnant at the same time. Yes. Right? And so uh, Mary was pregnant with Jesus and Elizabeth Mm -hmm. was pregnant with John. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, that's his cousin, his cousin, something like that, right? Yes. So when they got around each other, there somebody's baby was leaping. I think it was a little bit Elizabeth's baby would leap, mm-hmm. leaped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you know, I always when I hear that story, and I'm sure it's more context to it. And I actually want to go look up more, but when I hear that story, I always like now I look for that because you know when the presence of the Holy Spirit, which was Jesus, wasn't even on scene yet; he was on his way. When he got right. to the presence of his cousin John, like he he le- he was leaping. He was leaping in the presence of the 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 coming Messiah. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I thought of that. And so, for a a mother, a wife, a grandmother, a, an auntie, a godmother, whoever's listening to this, um, who is feeling like she wants to get back out there she want to go back to school or maybe she wants to get certifications or maybe she wants to start that business um but she just doesn't know she believes that god can do it for her but she just don't even know where to start like what would you say to her when it comes to putting her faith into action like what what would be the first thing she would do Well, I think in anything that, you know, you have a passion or a dream that you want to do, you always research to find out how to begin doing what it is you do, right? So that's on that side of things. Um, But honestly, it's about a trust factor, as you stated earlier. Yeah. Having faith in God simply means, God, I trust you in spite of what I see. Mm-hmm. I trust you. And you only can develop that because you're in relationship with him. Yeah. You can't, before I really came into full relationship with my heavenly father, I could only trust him to a certain extent. So I trusted him to the point that I could see it. Yeah. That wasn't real faith, right? Yeah. When I begin to talk to him, commune with him, get in his word, what does his word tell me? Mm-hmm. What, when I learn to hear his voice speak to my spirit, then I could then trust him even the more because I'm in relationship with him. So then I took his word that said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I took that as factual that, okay, okay. And even now I will say, God, you said in your word, you would never leave me or forsake me. So I'm feeling like I'm by myself, but I know though I can't see you, I know you there. Yeah. That's me putting my faith in action because even now doesn't mean that my faith don't get shaken sometimes. Can we 
Go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. No, I want to jump. I want to, because you're talking good, but I want to incorporate this because um, I've shared a little bit on the show um, about what daddy was going through. Mm-hmm. But like being a business owner, being a mom, being a wife for the past, you've been a mom 31 years, been a wife for 20 plus years. 22 on Saturday. Okay. My bad. Um, <laughs> I had y'all at 25. Um, <laughs> um and you know you you've had your business for how many years? Oh, uh, twenty fourteen. Okay, so we are at seven, right? That's seven years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do my math. Okay, so, y'all. Yeah, yeah. So I opened my business in twenty fourteen because, um, of course, I w- I was still a master level clinician then, but I had to have my business to be a contractor and all that stuff. So I've always had the business. Um, but officially launching into private practice clients has been three years. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So with that being said, is that like, I said all that to say, is like you have longevity in these areas, you know, this ain't something you did yesterday and you can put down tomorrow right. mm-hmm. with over the last year, our world has been in a pandemic and there have been so many people affected by this pandemic, right? Like, um, we literally were not allowed to congregate in church anymore. Um, talk mm-hmm. about a faith test. Right. Um, we were isolated to our homes. It was a really scary time. We lost a lot of people yeah. last year. Absolutely. Um, and to our immediate family, um, we went through a huge <laughs> mm-hmm. you talking about, oh, you got faith? Let me see. We went through a huge right. thing. I, I shared on the show recently, if this is your first time uh, tuning in, my dad, which is my mom's husband, we found out back in December that he was diagnosed with colon cancer. Yeah. And my dad went in the hospital for, I think, almost a week. Mm-hmm. We found this out literally right before Christmas, y'all. So physically um, in the house, my dad was not here with us on Christmas. This was the first Christmas we had ever been apart since my parents had been together. Um and it really rocked us. It was hard because, you know, obviously like we're a family of faith and during this time, I don't know how, but like, you know, she kept her business going. Um, she was still a great mom, um, still an awesome wife to my dad. So I think this is probably one of the scariest trials we've been through as a family. Um, but we know that millions and billions of people are affected by cancer and other diseases. Um, if there was a woman listening to this and maybe, maybe her husband has been diagnosed with cancer, maybe she's been diagnosed with cancer or somebody close to her, maybe a child or not just cancer, but any other illness or mm-hmm. unpleasant news, like what, what can you say to her? Because I think the misconception is that we have faith. Everything is going to be cool. Like, oh, I believe in God. I trust God. I have to God. It's a cakewalk. And it's like, let's all laugh together because that's not what it means. Right, right. Um, first and foremost, I would say um, to her, sis, give yourself permission to be human and feel what you feel. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, people sometimes think that because you know, we believe in God and we have faith and we saved and we serve in him that um, we not supposed to feel uh, moments of weakness or be scared or be angry or be upset. No, first and foremost, give yourself permission to be human because at the end of the day, I was still human. 
when that doctor came back with those reports and I, I was still human when I had to be my first year without this man being a part of our family um, dynamics on Christmas. I was still human. Um, the second thing I would tell her is that in the midst of you being human and feeling what you feel, find you a tribe of women and men who can uplift you, support you, and to the point that when you break down, So find you a tribe of people that literally will allow you to break down to your lowest common denominator and know that they got you. What I had and why you and your siblings saw me continuing in the business, continuing to support you guys, continue being mom and grandmom and putting on the game face was because I had my tribe that when I was at my lowest point, I didn't bring that to y'all. I didn't bring that to my children because I did. I knew that it. if I brought it to y'all and y'all saw mom broke down, what does that mean for us? Yeah. So I went to my tribe and my tribe prayed me through that when I didn't have strength, my tribe prayed for me. When I didn't have the words to pray for myself, my tribe prayed me through. And I can remember sitting in a parking lot of a bank in Lewis mm -hmm. and talking on the phone to Evangelist Parker, who's in New York. And the minute I said, she said, hello, I said, hey. And she was like, uh-uh. Yeah. She didn't ask another question. And for over an hour, this woman prayed for me. And when I tell you, I was literally broke down to nothing sitting in my car in the parking lot of a bank. Yeah. And this woman prayed for me until my strength came back and I felt like I can walk just a little bit further. Yeah. I'm so glad you were transparent about that because I, I think that we as Christians think that as Christians, as women, as mothers, as wives, we feel like we always got to have it together. Mm -hmm. um, but like the Bible literally says that in our weakness, his per his strength is made perfect. Okay. And so it's like, he wants us to not, well, I don't say he wants to be weak, but when we are weak, he wants us to fall into his arms. Right. He wants to provide us that. We have to become weak. Yeah. So that his strength becomes perfect. Yeah. Because as long as I'm strong, I'm, I'm taking that mentality of, oh, I got it. God, I don't, God, you, you good. I don't need you right now. I got it. Mm -hmm. But it's in that moment that I literally am falling completely apart that he's saying, now I can show you what I'm doing. Now I can show you how perfect my strength is. Yeah. Because now you have fallen weak. We think we, we take society, we take, um, weakness is such a negative thing. Yes, we do. We do. The negative thing. And I'm finding out that God, when I am weak, that's when you at your strongest. And there's so much so beauty I, in that. There's so much beauty in it. It really mm -hmm. is so much beauty in it because he, Jesus went to the cross for that very reason. Yeah. We might as well use it. I didn't have to suffer. I don't have to suffer all yeah. of this stuff when I can place it upon him. That's what he went to the cross for. So why would I sit here and not take advantage of that? That's what your faith in action looks like. 
something, it sounds very simple, though I recognize how difficult it can be. But I'm telling you, there's so much beauty in taking a backseat and saying, daddy, take care of me. Daddy, let rest in your arms. He wants to. He wants. You know, I I had a conversation with a friend last Christmas. And, you know, she was like, you know, like every other parent around the holidays, trying to pull strings, making Christmas happen for our kids. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. like make sure they have this and they have that. And I told her, I was like, sis, you do know that like, you know, what I prayed in you pray, but then you took matters into your own hands. So like, you don't need God to show up. God show up for what? You got it. And, and he was not going to show up because in, even though you prayed, you made your own provision. So you just told God, I don't need you. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you, but I don't need you. I don't need you. Yeah. So I want to, cause I'm, I like to keep the, the, cause this is good. We could probably go on for another couple of hours, Absolutely. Absolutely. but I want to keep the podcast at a, at a decent time because you know, we moms are listening to it. Absolutely. So some of the main takeaways that I got, please throw in if you, any main points that I missed, it was, mm-hmm. I, I, I condensed it to three major points cause you gave us various aspects of your life, but from these various aspects, um, I got the main point of surrender. Um, yeah. You know, the importance of surrender, just surrendering to God continuously. It's not a one-time shot deal. In every area and facet that you find it necessary. Yes. Yes. Um, two was identify where you need help. So being okay with being weak. Like, I don't have this all together. I don't know what I'm doing. I messed up. I know that I got me here, but can you help me out of this? Because Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and three was to trust God. And then I guess kind of like a three A was you have to trust God by having relationship with him. And three B will be you have a relationship with him by being in communication with him and reading his word. Absolutely. So I felt like those, I I know I condensed that to three, three Mm -hmm. points and then like, but that just the surrender, allowing yourself to be weak. So identify where you need help. And then Three, trust God by having a relationship with him and staying in communication with him. Absolutely. Yeah. Those have been the core of my faith in action. Um, You know, and I know we got to finish up, but even walking off of a state job. Talk about it, yeah. After 15 years, after 15 years with the state and, and looking towards pension and Um, I walked away and said, I want to go into a position as a contractor. Mm -hmm. And you talk about faith because now I'm trying to convince your daddy. (laughs) Your daddy. So I'm trying to convince him. But I knew because I had prayed and, and it was like the door opened just in the nick of time, just for me. And I was going up against some pretty stiff competition for this job. Yeah. And the man said to me, why this school? Why Seaford Middle? And I said, because this is my community. I live here. My children live here. My children went to school here. And if I can make my community better, if I can make the children better, my community becomes better. And the man chose me. Yeah. That was such a faith walk because I didn't have, my husband wasn't a hundred (laughs) percent on board. Yeah. You know, and so that was a faith walk that, okay, God, now I need you to just show him. 
And God started showing him. And even when the contracting job got pulled and I had to go work for another agency, I was angry. I didn't understand. I I mean, I went through a lot of changes, but then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, would we have kept working as individual contractors in the pandemic? But because I I was now working for this agency, I never missed a beat. God provided for me. So even when I didn't understand why he was doing what he was doing, I had to remember, God, you know what? Your sight is better than mine. Yeah, it is. Your vision is better than mine. You can see further ahead than what I can see. So it's just definitely every day, every situation, every moment, choosing to trust God, making a choice to trust him. And if you have trust issues in your everyday life, it's going to translate over to things with God. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Wow, this has been awesome. I, I couldn't have asked for a better interview. Like this was spur of the moment, but my prayer and my hope for every episode is that whoever needs this is going to get this. I don't care if it's one person um, that they get it, but um, shameless plug, you know, we here, we got a platform, <laughs> let's use it. So y'all, I will say this, um, my mother and I are both therapists. However, um, when you are receiving mental health services, and I feel like I have to say this because um, there's this new, trend of TikTok therapists, Instagram therapists, which can be a good, which can be a good thing Mm -hmm. as far as getting information out. Mm -hmm. However, you should only be receiving mental health services from someone who is licensed to perform those services in your state. So I know I've had people reach out to me. Um, I'm a master's level um, therapist. I'm in the process of getting my associate license, but I can only see individuals who live in the state of Delaware. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Mom, I, you're, I know you're licensed in Delaware. Are you licensed in any other state? Um, at this time, I am not. It's something that I definitely am working right. on. Um but that, that is a good thing to say. And I'm glad you put that out there. Yes, we can only, we are only authorized to practice in the state in which we are licensed. And because right now my licensing is in Delaware, your associate licensing is going to be in Delaware. Um, we can only practice with those who are in the state in which we reside. Right. So, um, you know, until things change and the, the, the things are changing. They're doing some interstate compact stuff to make it easier to um, do therapy across state lines. But, you know, every state has to participate and that's not the case right now. Yeah. So for Delaware listeners who are looking for therapists, um, go uh, go ahead and drop that TLC info. Go ahead. And this is your commercial <laughs> on, on the My Sister's Glow podcast. Well, thank you. I appreciate the space. So I do have my own practice. It is called TLC Counseling Services, where we are getting to the heart of the matter. Um, My business number is 302-841-1065. And I do have an email address that you can certainly email me as well at tlccounselingsvc at gmail.com. 
Yeah. And I'm going to put the, her information in, in the show notes, guys. So, and, and of course, oh, I can accept people now. You know, I, yes. I am not at TLC counseling services at this time because uh, my supervision has to be provided by someone who is not my mother. Yeah. Um, but I am at Compass Mental Health Services. Um, and so I lied. I am at Compass Mental Wellness Services. <laughs> So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely drop all of that. Um, the great thing is that you can be anywhere in Delaware and receive services from my mom or myself because um, we do telehealth. Isn't technology great? So um, yeah, for sure. If you feel like you need, or even if you just think you might need, even if even if we're not the person that, you know, maybe be the right fit, you know, reach out, email one of us, and we'll definitely, if nothing else, point you in the right direction of where you need to be. So this has been so good, mommy. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you. I really enjoyed myself. I love having a podcast. You know, y'all, I used to get in trouble for running my mouth, but God has given me a platform to, <laughs> to do so. That is awesome. That is awesome. So um, thank you for, again, saving my behind one last time. It ain't the last time, but thank you. It ain't you. the last time. <laughs> so... All right, mommy. Well, I love you. And to my listeners at My Sister's Glow, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this. And please email me. Let me know what you thought of today's episode or let me know um, if you have any other questions for my mom. Um, This is somebody I talk to daily, you know, so um, reach out to me, email me. You guys have her email address. So until next time, guys, peace.